When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns postgame show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman and Gerald Bourget. And you guys, the Suns absolutely demolished the Spurs tonight, beating them 133-95. to This was an absolute butt-whooping by the Suns, although I will say the Spurs did start this one pretty well. They weren't able to maintain it whatsoever. Let's get into our three points. Saul, you want to start us off? Sure, yeah. Tonight, 46 is my key point tonight. Uh, that's all points from the bench. And because of that, they were able to uh, play a majority of uh, the game or more of the game than they usually do. And it was uh, fantastic to watch overall. And I'm sure we're going to dive d- deep into that here in a second. Mine is the big three. Uh, they were absolutely masterful. They played like veterans tonight in terms of managing a game against an inferior opponent, taking care of business early. Um, and we'll dive into each one of them individually, but I was really impressed with the way that the Suns' three most important players stepped up and led the charge all night. It was a fantastic game all around. My point tonight is that we got really good vibes from tonight's game. The bench, the big three, Dario, you name it. We got good vibes all around. And of course, you guys hit the nail on the head with the two biggest talking points. So we'll go ahead and start off with one of yours. Saul, you were talking all game long about the bench's performance. At one point, you even said, this might just need to be an entire bench show. We need to give some flowers to those guys. Break it down. What were you seeing out there that really stood out the most to you? Well, I mean, again, as as the the, the first five, you know, they, they, were, they weren't struggling. Don't get me wrong against the, the Spurs. But, you know, it was, it was close. And then the bench came in. It was just like a reinvigorated energy had just all of a sudden appeared and that's really when the the sun started to pull away and uh you know obviously getting up to as much as 30 at halftime so i just feel like the the energy that the bench gives off is more important than the than the actual points that they score because it really gives devin and and da and Mikhail a little bit of boost uh when other guys are able to contribute or provide more opportunities than normal and you know we saw some key shooting all night long uh you know shamit had a couple key threes that i thought uh just when when you get into these games you're looking for momentum and to sustain momentum 
because you don't want to get up by 20 and then all of a sudden you provide a run and then the momentum swings the other direction, which we've seen happen before. This time it was like, it felt like once their foot was on the throat, they just, they just kept, they just kept going. They didn't stop. And so I, I appreciated that overall. And I include Dario in this part too. I do <laughs> because he's not a normal starter. He just got, you know, his, his second start of the year. And I thought his points were, were valuable as well. And you could see there was some spacing differences tonight uh, as opposed to the last game. Yeah, it, it certainly helps when he knocks down four or five three-pointers, that's for sure. Um, and I think we joked before the show, someone was saying about him having a 12-10 a and 10 game. He didn't quite do that, but he did have 17, and he had a really nice night. Um, and we talked about this pregame. The lineup with him at the four last game actually statistically worked really well. It just kind of cramped the spacing tonight. It was much better. Um, but as far as the bench guys, like everyone came in and contributed, it felt like, you know, Josh Akogi, he finished with nine points, 11 rebounds, five assists, three steals, and was a team high plus 31, despite only shooting four of 12. Like that's really good contribution. And the way he was driving and kicking to the big that was right next to him, that's exactly what the Suns want. Cause we know that he can wreak havoc defensively. But if he can do that offensively, he becomes yet another rotation piece that they can throw out there against a playoff team for just a handful of minutes and he can contribute. Um, but you mentioned it. Shaman played well. We were glad to see Jock Landale back in the rotation over Bismack, and he had 12 points. Like Everybody came in and did something tonight, which is really impressive for a team that's already missing so many guys. Yeah, absolutely. And Josh Kogi, I enjoyed. I'm glad that Monty allowed him to stay in this game too. Obviously the play from everybody sort of helped make that decision a lot easier. But in the first 12 minutes that of Josh Okogie being out there on the floor, he had five rebounds, three assists, a steal and two points. So he came out really early and set the tone for himself. And on those offensive boards, like he was, he was eaten up down there and that was huge for this team. So seeing Josh Okogie kind of, it, it's fun to watch him because he, he was a guy who, a lot of people were like, is this going to be the Aaron Holiday? Like, or are we going to see a lot from Josh? Are we going to see him grow? I feel like he's starting to develop and grow a little bit more. Obviously, we know what we got with him defensively, but offensively, like you said, starting to see bits and pieces of what else he can add to his game and what else he can provide. And that's just really fun to watch for a guy like that. And then Jock Landale finally hit a three, you guys. <laughs> it's, been, it's been 84 years, right? Ass it's month. been 84 <laughs> years. It was so, like Eli says, Jock hitting a three is so satisfying. And it absolutely was. Like, that's what we want from Jock. Because he. everyone was talking about it, even, of course, him playing against his former team. That was one of the things that had been mentioned about Jock is that he can shoot those threes and he can make those threes. And he struggled a little bit this year in that area. Hopefully this can be a launching pad for him to knock down a few more threes on a more regular basis. Hopefully, hopefully. Cause that, that's a key part of why Jock Landell is so valuable. Um, you, you saw a little bit in, in the second half when he was trying to body up against, I forget the big guy's name from, from San Antonio that came off the bench, but uh, he tried to take advantage of him body wise. And he just, he, athletically, he was mismatched. Right. But his versatility in other ways is what makes him so valuable. His fundamental, listen, he's not the most athletic guy in the world. He can't jump out of the gym or anything like that. So he has to use every tool in his bag. And when you don't have your three point shot going, 
which is something that the Suns thought that at a minimum they would get from you this year, it, it hurts your overall, you know, state with the team. And so hopefully this will, this will get him going. I think this will provide him more minutes if he's able to hit that perimeter shot because it just opens up everything else so much more. I hope, I hope it's the beginning of a trend. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, the guy has shot three for 27 coming into the, into tonight's game from three, which is just, you know, it's bad. And he went one for one for today. It doesn't matter now. But it's just one for one now. It's one Let's for go. one now. Wipe the slate clean. <laughs> exactly. That's all that we need. Um, but no, even new without year, new the job. three. Let's go. Even, even without the three, like he's been pretty, especially today, he was effective as far as maneuvering around the basket. He had a couple of hook shots there. Um, he's been good this season, punishing smaller guys, switching on to him with physicality. Um, and he's just another guy that can kind of operate in that pick and roll and you know, make plays off the bounce, you know, post up, just do little things that fly under the radar that biz is not necessarily known for doing. Um, So it was good to see him get minutes today and make the most of them for sure. Yeah. And then I'm glad to see him uh, getting the first nod from Monty off the bench tonight too. That was kind of an interesting uh, thing to see. Yeah. I'm not, we still haven't fully gotten any reasoning behind why Bismack was getting the nod before Jock. At one point, Monty said it was a matchup thing, and then he said it wasn't. I don't know if maybe there was just something going on behind the scenes as far as maybe Monty just was asking a little bit more of Jock and just wanted to see a little bit more in practice or something like that, or maybe Jock was dealing with something. Who knows? But good to see that Jock is getting that call again. And that's no shade to Bismack. We love Bismack as well. But Mm -hmm. I think Jock getting that first call and continuing to grow and develop is going to pay dividends for this team in the long run. We have to continue to cultivate him as a part of this group and that second guy. Every time you say it, it's no disrespect to Bismack. I immediately, I don't know why, but interior, inside me, I want to disrespect Bismack. Because Saul's a contrarian. Saul's a contrarian. If I, I say like something, she, he has to fight me on she it. She had to go out of her way to say, we're not trying to disrespect Bismack. And I'm like, well, now I kind of want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. This is true. I'm an asshole. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. but You guys are out of control. But today, the entire bench showed up really big. Saul, to your point off the top, the most important part about the bench performance tonight was the energy they brought and the ability to maintain that lead. Even when all the starters were pulled, there was no, like, concern about Santonio making a run and getting back into this one. And uh, for that reason, we're going to go ahead and name the bench our draft king, king of the game. (laughs) I mean, phenomenal crown placement, Emma. Like, all around, this is the best graphic of all time. (laughs) Absolutely phenomenal. The bench combined for 46 points tonight, 26 rebounds, and they were 17 of 37 from the field. Quality. Quality graphics department right there. Emma, let's give us let's get a little peek behind the curtain, okay? I said, well, we could always do DA or we could always do Booker. Like, there's plenty of times to do that or Mikhail. Let's do the bench because the bench was they they had a nice game tonight. And Emma immediately was like, "How am I supposed to get a picture of the bench?" As if <laughs> nobody has ever taken a photo of the bench ever. And I love the creativity and how she pivoted. It just went 
to a literal bench. That, that's, <laughs> that was good, good stuff there, Emma. Honestly, I think it's better than finding a picture of guys sitting on the bench. And I mean, because it could be fun. You could put a crown on each one that's in the photo. But I don't know. This one, this one's solid. I, I'm here for it. <laughs> Not mad at it. Um, also, if you were watching our pregame show, one of our bets before the game started was that Gerald would say, oh, no, at some point in time this afternoon. And we did get a Gerald, oh, no, on Twitter at the expense of Josh Okoge, mm-hmm. poor thing, bless his heart. I can't believe you're out here making jokes at a time like that, Gerald. <laughs> I didn't. I was <laughs> concerned for the man. Got hit in his Okoge's. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Saul, did I, your bet I, hit? I think I missed that part of the game because I took out the trash. Okay. And um, so when I saw this, I was like, I don't. What's going on here? I don't know what's going on. I'm glad I got context now. Yeah, now you yeah. have context. Uh, my bet on the DraftKings Sportsbook app pregame did not hit. I took the over of Devin rebounds, and he got a big old goose egg on the rebound yeah. front. So oh, my, Mine did not hit either. Yeah, but at least Gerald's won. And if you guys uh, want to play some bets on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, we highly recommend them. They are a heck of a lot of fun. And right now, if you download the app and sign up with the promo code PHNX, you can place a $5 bet on a pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Again, that's code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Saul, you want to tell us what's going on with our friends at Four Peaks? <sighs> Nothing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. USA. Uh, Yeah, no more game watches, unfortunately. Saturday was the last one. If you missed it, I'm telling you, you missed out on on a huge uh, seven-game run by both the U.S. and Mexico. We had over 377 people at the game watch on Saturday at 7.30 in the morning. It was incredible. So a major shout-out to all the peeps that came out. Um, to enjoy some tasty beverages and uh, great food and great vibes and really cheering on your country. Uh, that's what this was all about. And so, and, and thanks to obviously our, our partners over there at Four Peaks, who also have some other things going this holiday season, such as a nice festive gift box. It's a, what do they call it? An advent calendar for beer. And mm-hmm. the beer that they've had so far. Um, they mixed it up. So it's not like you're just going to get your standard, you know, wow, wheats or kill lifters. You get some unique beers that they, they have um, short supply of that they spread throughout these boxes. So um, there's been some, I, there's been some crazy like double IPAs that I've never even heard of from their brands. There's been some like secret low, low key, like, Hey, we've had this in the back storage room for like the last year. It's ready to go. Um, like little peaks inside it. It, fantastic beer all the way around just remember you have to be 21 or over to partake and you must enjoy responsibly go out there and get yourself a little gift box because they are phenomenal hashtag treat yourself yourself. all right gerald you brought up the big three they all Mm -hmm. showed up big in tonight's game uh 20 or more points from each of them mikhail bridges deandre and and devin booker i mean i don't even know like which one stood out the most because they were equally fantastic tonight. They were all in their own way fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that stood out to me. They all go for 20 plus in 28 minutes or less. They all get to completely sit out the fourth quarter. And 
how many times have we looked at teams like the Warriors or other contenders and watched them, you know, steamroll their way to a double digit lead and get to take the whole fourth quarter off? Like that's what veteran like title contending teams do. And it was great to see that from guys who are, you know, 26 years and younger. Um, obviously the Spurs were missing a bunch of guys and they're not a very good team at all, but you know, we, we've talked about this before the, the fluke against the Rockets, that type of game doesn't bother me as much as watching the way that they respond to it. And the way that they responded to it tonight is how we've seen them respond so many times, you know, DA goes for a team high, 25 points, 10 rebounds. He has three assists, including that really nice double clutch one that he found Mikhail Bridges out for three. He was aggressive attacking when he caught the ball in the short roll and he had plenty of space to do so because of the way that they were trying to double Devin Booker. Like he had 10 of 14 from the field and got to the foul line five times. Like that's great from DA. We love that aggressiveness from him. Mikhail, he shot six of seven from three. Like he was fantastic tonight as far as looking for his shot. And then Book, he only had 20 points on 7-16 to shooting, but he still had eight assists. And the way that he was slinging the ball over the court was really impressive. Like his playmaking has gone to another level this year. So just watching the big three do their work, be really efficient in limited minutes, and put the game away before the third quarter was even over, like that's exactly what you love to see in a game like this. Yeah, I I liked – just those three. I mean, they, they played at such a high level tonight uh, in such a short amount of time, which is exactly what the purpose is of this a game like this. And the the one thing that I do love is that, um, you know, D.A. didn't have the greatest first quarter in the world, but he did come out with a little bit of a vengeance in the second and the third quarter, um, hit some nice moves, um, worked on a couple things that, are, uh, you know, you want to see. Uh, his his uh, uh, kind of Hakeem Olajuwon spin move in the middle of the lane fadeaway. Uh, was beauty. He's added that to his bag of late, which I I'm all for. I like. I want to see more of that because he's playing talented to get that off. And then obviously the three point shot that he hit. Um, you know, all these things just contribute to the consistency overall of of of, of a team's performance. Um, and then Mikhail, obviously, you know, a little bit of a question mark whether or not he was going to play tonight. Um, but the fact that he came out and he was just as confident as ever and didn't look like he was thinking about that leg at all. Uh, that's what you want to see. And then Booker, obviously seven and 18, like he needs to just stop shooting. We just, we should probably trade him. He's just such a below average shooter. I mean, what are we doing here? You know, it's just, again, th- these, these three guys, um, somebody had actually tagged me in a post from like the middle of the summer because when the Warriors won the championship, I immediately tweeted, D.A., Mikhail, Cam, and, and Book, this is your core. Do not lose these four because that's mm-hmm. basically what the Warriors have done. Um, and these three right now, uh, with Cam being out, have really exemplified that. They've really shown that a lot in terms of, like, that. this is the future. These three guys are the future. I don't know what's going to happen with Cam Johnson. Um, I don't know if he's going to be reliable enough to, to really be a consistent part of this. Um, you know, as of right now, he has not been. And uh, but those three have been pretty consistent um, as long as, you know, they're not getting busted for uh, PEDs or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, I didn't know. throw a stray in your way. Damn, know, man. We were almost right? through the segment. You had to oh, throw oh, one oh, last stray. Somewhere. Almost. Oh, you know, I love the <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Um, he did have 25 points tonight, ironically enough. Five-game <laughs> suspension. Jeez. <laughs> Listen, I have to take my hatred out on something, uh, you know, very 
very out of the box because there was nothing to hate on in this game. And yeah. the Cardinals aren't playing today, so I have nowhere to vent. So let me just throw one little jab here or there. That's okay. Do we have just, to hate on something? Yeah, I was like, what's making you so sassy? Like, what's pent up inside? Do we need a therapy session? Do we need to ha- oh, sit in here and have a therapy more, session? We need, we need more than therapy to hear what's going on up here. <laughs> Okay, back on track. You did mention, you know, DA not necessarily getting off to the best start. Um, you know, there were points and times early on in this game, too, when Devin Vessel was also giving Mikel the business. And that could have gotten under Mikel's skin or messed with his with his mind a little bit, but it absolutely didn't. Mikel turned around and decided to just knock threes down in the Spurs' faces for the rest of the game, basically. And those six threes that you talked about, Gerald, that's a career high for Mikel Bridges. He tied that tonight. Him and Book, both, same career high, six threes in a game. At some point in time, we're going to have to get both of those guys over the hump to set yet another career high. But maybe one day we'll get there. I don't know. We'll see. But it wasn't tonight, but it was very close. Had Mikel played the entirety of the game, he might have been able to do it. Um, he had those five five threes, I think, in the first half, right? And then he had yeah. he added in the extra one in the third quarter. Yep. So maybe if he would have left him in there for the entire fourth quarter, we would have gotten a new career high out of him. Probably. Maybe. And that's happened to Book a couple of times. It like, has. He just needs to do it once in the regular season. We've seen him do it in the playoffs. That's just right. like do it in the regular season so we can end that stupid narrative for it. <laughs> Okay, so my point tonight was the vibes, and it kind of encompasses all the things that we have already talked about today. The vibes as far as Mikel's injury being seeming, seemingly being not a non-factor, right, which is great news. The vibes that Dario Saric found a little bit more of a rhythm tonight, which could potentially be really beneficial for the Suns. We've had to deal with a lot of injuries this season, which is unfortunate, but getting him a little bit more confidence in these last two games and even though in the pregame show we all were kind of like, should you stick with, with Dario in that starting lineup after what we saw in Friday night's game against the Rockets? Well, it worked out really well tonight in Dario's favor, and it got him a little more confidence that if we do have to turn to him at some point in time in the remainder of the season, hopefully he can look back at this and, and realize like he is more than capable of being a contributor on this team. And then we got the best case scenario tonight, right? We pulled the starters out very early in this game, the first night of a back-to-back. We've got the Mavs tomorrow. It's already started. <laughs> like People in the chat are talking about it. People on the internet are talking about it. So you know that's going to be a big game for the Suns. I'm sure the Suns aren't as worried about it as the fan base is. What do you guys think about that? I mean, it's Christmas, so of course everybody's going to ho-ho-ho their way to Dallas. So, oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I'm trying my very best to be a Gerald impersonator right now. I don't oh, know. Well, you're, you're nailing it. Is that what it, we're it's doing? It's <laughs> Gerald vibe. It's very ho-hum, <laughs> as, as they would say. Um, yeah, I, I listen, it's it's – I don't know. I've 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 always been over the Mavs. I've never I've never really liked watching the games against the Mavs outside of like okay, Luca does Luca stuff, but uh, for the most part we've owned the Mavs outside of a fucking seven game series last year. Otherwise, we probably never talk about the Mavs outside of like because even the 2018 draft is kind of getting played out. Like and Luca now it's like Luca and Booker because of the MVP discussion. So that's the one thing we're going to be watching. Uh, but to be honest, the Suns should have no problem with the Mavs because the Mavs are fucking terrible. 
I mean, you hope so, but I'm looking at this game as an opportunity to not right some wrongs from last year, but to right some from this year too. Like obviously they lost all three games on the road in Dallas in that series last year. And they haven't been a great road team to start this season. They're four and five with today's win. Um, so use this Dallas game as a chance to get back to 500 on the road against the Mavs team. That's been very good at home. I think they're nine and three at home so far this season, as opposed to like two and 10 on the road or something like that. So the Mavs are a very good home team. So use this as an opportunity to get better. Even on the second night of a back-to-back, you've had extra time because this was an earlier game. You got your starters plenty of rest. Like This is a good opportunity to prove, okay, we're, we've exercised those demons. That's what the season opener was about. If they go out there and struggle with the same Mavs team that's barely 500, like those things are still kind of in their head a little bit. So it would be nice to see them come out and just kind of steamroll them a little bit. I don't think they will struggle. And you know why? Because they don't have Chris Paul as a liability. Like, and that's, let's be honest, like the reason why the Mavs did what they did last year in game seven uh, or in seven games is largely in part because Chris Paul was nowhere near the Chris Paul we know. And in game one, Chris Paul, and at the beginning of the season, Chris Paul has not played the way we know Chris Paul to be in the past. And so without that being part of this, I'm kind of anxious to see how this Suns team is going to respond and how they're, they're the difference between now and even the first game of the season and the seven-game series, what's that's going to play out like? Now, campaign didn't have a great game today, and I think that's probably a good thing because mm-hmm. um, he'll he'll want to bounce back tomorrow. He was two for eight today. He, he was probably the only star. He was the only star that didn't score in double digits. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm anxious to see how he comes out and plays. He's going to have a lot more energy and a lot more get a get up with uh, with his body than Chris Paul does at this age. But, um, yeah, I'm excited. You could, listen, this Suns team is completely different than they were at game one of the season, obviously, because mm-hmm. they didn't know what, what moving parts they had to rely on. But now they do, and I'm excited to see it. I think my biggest concern about um, this next pair of games is, I like, the NBA couldn't have scheduled, like, one game in the middle right there. I mean, I guess they didn't really know 100%. Well, that the Celtics would be what the Celtics are currently. But I'm just like, you go, you got the Mavs on the tail end of a back-to-back, and then you got the Celtics a day later, basically. And I feel like, I don't know, I, 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 I'm not nervous per se, but there is some, like, anxiousness around that because you want to win both of those games, not just because you want to kind of give yourself the um, – confidence and and continue to build that up that you are more than capable of winning those games but because of all the other sidebar conversations that I know shouldn't affect players whatsoever but they're human beings at a certain point to an, a certain extent they probably do affect them in the, at least a little bit yeah and I mean I I wish that the Celtics game wasn't on you know the third game in four nights that would be better I also wish it wasn't at 8 p.m. the late night game, but no, that's I, good for us. That's not good for me. <laughs> um, I guess that's 10 p.m. in the East Coast. Motherfuckers gonna be sleepwalking through this game. Yeah, well, that but like each one of these games, like you mentioned with Luca, Lindsay, like it's an MVP headliner as far as Booker versus Luca, Booker versus Tatum. Um, but I think you kind of embrace that challenge. Like the Celtics are the best team in the East right now. Their offensive numbers are historically like the best in NBA history right now. So this will be a good test for the Suns, even shorthanded. 
Um, and it'll be interesting to see how they fare because they're obviously missing some key guys, but I don't think that's going to stop any of them from wanting to make a statement against the best team in the East or make another statement against the Mavs, the team that knocked them out of the playoffs last year in the building where they couldn't get a win last playoff series. So Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I do wish the scheduling had been a little bit different, but you know, the narrative stuff I can take or leave that. You know, uh, I will I will say it because I absolutely hate when I see these things because I'm like, dude, there's so much time left to go. But I will say, this is a this is an MVP matchup on Monday, which mm-hmm. is fantastic, and we want to see the best play the best. Cool. But Wednesday, in my humble opinion, as an unbiased Suns fan, is a finals preview. Okay. <laughs> Completely unbiased. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Listen, I, I I think the Celtics have it made in the East. I, I don't see many contenders outside of the Bucks, but Giannis would have to do what he did to us in the finals to get past the, 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 the Celtics. And he wasn't able to do that last year. Yes. Chris Middleton was gone, but um, I, I just, the, the Celtics are a machine right now. Mm-hmm. And then, Hey, you get to see how you stack up and you're not even fully, you know, you, you don't even have your, your full plethora of, of players. So if they were able to pull off a win against the Celtics, that's almost like a game changer in itself. Because then what it does is it it, it actually informs other GMs, yeah, we don't fucking need Jay Crowder to, to do what we're doing, right? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it lessens the, the intensity by which the Suns have to get rid of somebody. So I think just by its nature, it helps the Suns because they because other GMs will be like, well, you have a piece that we'd like. How can we get this piece before we get to the trade deadline? Um, so I, every win that the Suns have is just more ammo on the Suns' side in terms of trade leverage uh, than not. Um, but you got to be careful with that because the closer you get to the trade deadline, um, then that that leverage is gone. So uh, I'm excited for this week. I, I don't look at these as anxiety moments. I look at these as opportunities. These are opportunities to get better. These are opportunities to display to this – beautiful country of ours who the best player is in the world and it is undeniably devin booker everybody else can <laughs> suck it Luca. okay so what's up welcome yeah. to the chat <laughs> um we shall see i will say one of the positives another good vibe uh, moment from tonight's game i did mention dario but the fact that if tory craig isn't back for either of these two games which gerald i don't know if you can provide us any um, insight as to what was said when you initially heard that Tory Craig was going to be out on Friday is that if if he's not back, at least Dario has a little bit of a rhythm now. And the team has some rhythm with Dario in that role as well. Because having to deal with an injury right before you're uh, playing a t- an opponent like the Mavs or the Celtics could be difficult. So at least they've got the the lumps out of the way. Hopefully. I mean, I don't like Dario in either one of those, partic- especially the Celtics matchup with the way that they well, play. Yeah, it's I, not Dario's, Dario's going to get shredded as far as their offense is concerned. He'll get shredded um, but, tomorrow if they're not careful. Right. The Mavs matchup is tough for him, too. So hopefully Torrey Craig is back. When, he, when Monty talked about his injury, he said it was something that kind of was bothering him a little bit after the game. Um, and then the next morning it was definitely bothering him but they were saying they're hopeful that he's back within, you know, they said soon is what they said, but they also have told us Chris Paul is day to day for like three weeks. So who fucking knows (laughs) what, 
like how 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 soon quote unquote soon is. Um, My man Mikhail Bridges broke his leg in the middle of a game, and he's naturally healed the next day. These motherfuckers <laughs> can't come back after freaking spraining their t- toenail. Come on, guys, let's go. Right. It's just it's you know whatever they choose to tell us is what they choose to tell us. It might not necessarily be what we're actually looking at, but. With a groin strain, that stuff can linger for a little bit. It kind of depends on what level of severity it is. But I would assume he's back in one of the next two games, just by the way that they made it sound like it's not serious. I don't know, though. That's just okay. So if Tory Craig isn't back and you guys are not hip on Dario, which the chat completely agrees, mm-hmm. what do you go to? Do you put Ish in there? You might have to go small. Yeah, I Ish, don't mind. Ish, Ish wouldn't be a bad idea. I don't think you can run with Jock um, because I feel no. like you, you're faced with some of the same problems as Dario. They're, they're both just really slow um, athletically. So um, you, you probably have to go a little bit smaller, maybe even throw in a Kogi um, just so that way Mikhail will, will have to take they're, they're going to have their defensive intensity in there and their matchups are going to have to fly around They're They're not going to be able to play straight up position basketball mm-hmm. um, in, in that, in that sense. So, um, it'll be kind of by committee, uh, not committee, committee, um, how they how they run this. I would honestly opt for Ish in this case. I don't like the dual big lineup against either of those matchups. And, you know, I, I like Akogi to a certain extent. I don't know about starting him. I think if you put Ish in there, he's played some games and he's missed some games. I think if you start Ish, you disrupt your bench rotation the least. Um, and I think that's what's most important at this point. Uh, if you want to just play your five best players, I think you close probably with Damian Lee in that spot um, just because of the way that we've seen him play in fourth quarters. But to start the game, I don't mind Ish in that spot. He's proven, especially in the last handful of games, like he's a reliable knockdown shooter at this point. Like The way that he's catching the ball, setting his feet, getting shots off. He even had that step back three today. I think he was three for three overall. Like He's, he's a reliable player. He can defend. He can switch. Um, I would put him in that starting spot. But again, you're hoping that Torrey Craig is healthy no matter what. There's a lot of mixed uh, mixed feelings in the comments right now between Ish, Akogi, even Shamit is out there, and Damian Lee, which I guess silver lining is that you have quite a few guys that you can pick from. Mm-hmm. You're not You're not pigeoned into one box, right? You're not pigeonholed into one box because that's all you have to go with. And the fact that our bench has been so great this season, coming off a really great game like tonight, giving you those options has been chef's kiss on mm-hmm. something that we were so unsure about coming into this one. So sure. uh, shout out to the bench for making that happen for us. All right. So a couple more things I want to share with you guys. Our friends over at More Furniture are still having sales. So if you are trying to refurnish your house for the holidays if you're looking to gift something cool like a couch or a chair or a table or whatever uh, for the holidays check out more furniture right now they're still having their cyber week sale where you can get up to 50 percent off Um, morfurniture.com is the website you can go to or you can check them out in person here in phoenix at their local storefront also underdog fantasy is a fantastic app where you can combine playing fantasy sports and winning money. This is a favorite around the PHNX offices. I know I've heard so many times, whether it's Espo and Shane or Saul and Sean, 
bickering back and forth about who's going to win on the Underdog Fantasy app. This app is so much fun. But the best part is, is that you can play it solo. You can play it with one other friend. You can play it with a handful of other friends. It's so uh, versatile. Like, it's, it's awesome in that way. And, of course, you can play for an entire season. You can play for one single game. You can do, like, a week-long type of thing. Underdog Fantasy, no matter what you're looking to get out of the app, they have it ready for you. And it's easy to get started. You can just download the app or go to underdogfantasy.com. But make sure you sign up with the promo code PHNX because when you use that promo code, they will match your first deposit up to $100. That's an extra 100 bucks that you get to play with for absolutely free. Just use that promo code PHNX. All right, gentlemen, any final thoughts on tonight's game? No, glad that one's over. Um, it was a useless game because the San Antonio Spurs are trash. And I hope uh, they all enjoy their time on the Riverwalk tonight because I know apparently Eddie and Tom did. So, yeah, looking forward to the next game tomorrow. It'll be fun. And then Wednesday is the one that I'm really looking forward to. So mm-hmm. can we just fast forward to that day? I mean, I, I enjoyed this game. I like seeing the bench guys show out and get – more minutes and get an opportunity to no play, no like... gerald no no you know why i don't like these games is <laughs> because every time landry shaman hits a fucking three i get immediate <laughs> tweets 35 watch 35 watch and me just kill people it's that's never your own doing happen. that's that's on you that's a you yeah. thing <laughs> i thought i said an unrealistic expectation and people really think that it's gonna happen they it's not it that we happen. think it's gonna happen it's that we're trying to will it into existence because we want it to happen Saul. but you did that to yourself <laughs> Because I, I mean, I didn't do it to myself. I just you said get, there's no fucking way this guy's going to no do this. You get no sympathy over here. You get no sympathy over here. <laughs> Shocker! Lindsay <laughs> doesn't have sympathy for Saul. <laughs> Only you gotta when it believe comes to in things it. sometimes, man. You got to believe in things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Christmas miracle, here we come. I'm waiting exactly. for it. Let's yeah. go, bro. What if it happened on Christmas Day? Oh, oh that'd be against so the nuggets. Amazing. That'd be against amazing. The nuggies? Oh my god. If it, <laughs> listen, I hey, I'll double down on this. Okay? Oh no. See, this is what you do. <laughs> it's your fault. It's your fault. Christmas Day special for everybody. Oh. If Shannon was able to drop 35 points, not only you guys are gonna decide what to do, right? Mm. I'll give you guys two things you guys can do. Oh two. Man unlimited power he's putting in our disposal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, I, I think instead of two, you should allow us to put tattoos back into the pot. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, it, my it, God. Okay, for, yeah? Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. And it doesn't have to be a Landry oh. Shamit tattoo specifically. I think we all get to decide whatever tattoo it is. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I'm not going to have... People are assholes, man. I'm not going to have them. Here, Saul, I will have the final decision-making. I'm not going to give you something that is, like, going to be outrageous. But if somebody is like, let's put um, a flower with, like, a Landry Shamit face on a ladybug, we would do something like that. Okay. I'm not worried about it because 35 (laughs) points on Christmas Day against the Nuggets ain't happening. But okay. And that's how people wind up with Landry Shamit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I I couldn't even explain to you the amount of dread I would have if he had like thirty points. Oh my god! 
Oh my God, dude! I I will never root against the Suns as hard as I do at that moment. <laughs> I promise you that. <laughs> I'm here for it. Oh, oh my gosh! Okay, so my last thing is everyone in the chat at the top of the show was like, "Yo, did you see what's happening over in Denver tonight? Did you did you see the DMVR guys? They got to be down bad." I saw. Jose I saw Alvarado score. dropped a career high thirty eight points on the Nuggets tonight. Insanity. Oh. The Suns won. The Suns won by a whole Jose Alvarado today. <laughs> like, Damn, that's nuts. Damn, I did not see that. I thought you were talking about the prime news, no. which they were all giddy about this morning, obviously. So no, uh, I I didn't even realize that. Like I saw I saw Jose Alvarado's name on my timeline, but I was yeah. like, I'm not going to look into it and see. But yeah, the chat let us know early on. It was 38 points, a career high against the Nuggets. So Man, you got you got Alvarado'd. That is not cool. No. I mean, we can we can't relate to that extent, but we 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 know about Jose Alvarado, so I mm-hmm. get it. But yeah. yeah, we never let him drop 38. That's fact. <laughs> I know <He> that. Not. <laughs> so yeah, just just had to end that one. Who just was the, guarding him? Don't I have no idea. Jamal Murray? No one, apparently. Ah, oh. I see what you did there. Oh. <laughs> if only they didn't have Jamal Murray. If only they didn't have Jamal Murray. <laughs> all right, perfect. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate you, as always. We will see you tomorrow, 30 minutes before tip-off. And, of course, we'll have a show for you after that one wraps up. So plan to come hang out with here. Hang out with us here at the same place. Until we see you guys tomorrow. You can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. And you can follow Gerald at Gerald Bourget. Gerald, since your first show back in a while, you can take us home tonight. Oh, no pressure. I don't, I, you pick the person whose brain is blank. (laughs) Saul, can you you do it? You can do it. You can do it, Gerald. When you throw lobs, just make sure you don't throw them to Gerald. Bye bye, folks. There you go. (laughs)